Christmas episode. Uh, Welcome. How are you doing? What is that? The music. Keep going. Keep going. Keep excited. Hey, welcome back to the Christmas episode. I said welcome back to the Christmas episode. I already fucked it up. I'm sorry. Just delete it at this point. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate, this is the festive end of the year episode. This would be our last episode of the year, right? Yeah, dude. Next next year coming around the corner. You heard that. Cheers to when this comes out. It'll be the end of 2018. Which I will say tied for probably like the best year of my life. Honestly, yeah. ditto here, boy. Hey That's not what actually drinking sounds like. You fucking asshole. You got me good, guy. All right, well, welcome, guys. It's the holiday episode. We, let's just uh, first we have to do you know a little fashion check real quick. Okay. So you went to the the, the uh, Salvation Army, right? Is that it here? Goodwill. 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 All right, and it was uh, you got this one, which is a <laughs> he knows uh, Santa T-shirt for the audio listeners. It's honestly the most threatening. Yeah. Shirt I've seen for Christmas. All caps. The only thing it's missing is a period after the he knows. Yeah, it's it's just Santa staring directly at you, and it says <laughs> he knows above it. Um, Gus, you want to model your stuff? Okay. I am sporting a gorgeous Christmas sweater here that I wore on the J.K. Rowling sketch because it was the only thing kind of feminine I had. I actually didn't even notice it was a Christmas sweater when we filmed that. Boom. Also, I have the hat of my favorite movie ever on Home Alone. See? Bing. You really gonna take that from me? Yep, favorite movie I ever saw. You really gonna do that? You know, Home Alone's my thing. <clears throat> Every Christmas, Tony and I get drunk and watch this movie together. That's, wait, no, but that's my tradition, dude. What? That's my tradition. We order pizza. And it's, it's my brother Tony. Tony's watching Home Alone with you. Y- yeah, that's what. That's what. I, is Tony watching Home Alone with you? Yeah. What the fuck, dude? How did he even? How long have you guys been doing it? How long? How old are you? How old am I? Yeah. I'm tw- uh, this, when this comes out, I'm 22. 22 years? 22? Not even 22 for me. It's only been like four or five years for me. Oh, and I was for pissed he skipped the first year of my life. But... What the fuck, man? Dude, Tony, this one's on you. Edit yourself out of the podcast. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little more Christmas cheer coming in the air. If you'll allow it, if will the court allow me to bring evidence A to the table? <coughs> I'll allow it. Okay. Wait, Look, what did you Look, this bad bitch. Dude. I actually, it's one of the things in adulthood that I feel lame about. I really love some holiday candles, man. It's holiday spice cake. Are you actually going to light it? Because that makes me really happy if you are. I am. I can't wait dude, to smell. it smells good. I caught a whiff of it when you had it lit before. Because you had it lit before, right? Yeah, dude. I walked past your room and I was like, yo, either Gus's BO is real good or the candle smells nice. That's that. Here, get a whiff of this. You <laughs> 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 just actually get me like live with hot wax. <laughs> ow, ow, it does oh, smell God. good, though. Oh, oh. My burns smell great. <laughs> It'll probably be out of frame, but the scent lives on in our hearts. That actually matters in getting me into the spirit. I, I've always been very strict about when the holiday season hits, you got to have some kind of apple or holiday scent uh, blasting throughout your house, whether it's a Glade plug-in or a candle. Yeah, I'm a firm believer. No flaccid believers here, boys. This is a Christmas-ass household. I have... Um, a holiday question immediately for you. Yes. What is... And I don't think I've ever asked you this. What is your favorite um, holiday tradition that you do with your family? Ooh, God, that's a really good one. Um, well, when I was a kid, my absolute favorite thing that we would do is we'd go to my grandma's house, the the Johnson Christmas, my dad's side of the family, enormous family. Mm-hmm. We would go there, and my mom and my uncles would have meticulously crafted for all of like the grandkids mm-hmm. this 
excuse me, Christmas burp, this scavenger hunt with clues all oh, around my that. grandma's huge house and outside and That's stuff. That's really cool. And we'd work together and we'd find prizes and, and stuff, excuse me. And there would be like little gifts and prizes along the way that would be like specific to each person too, as well as just cool shit at the end. And I love that. I was so looking forward to it so That's much. That's awesome. I love when you're a kid and a, an adult takes the time to organize some kind of like event like that. It's mm-hmm. it's always a huge deal. Yes. I used to love. Uh, sometimes my dad would do that, and there wouldn't actually be like any real scavenger hunt thing. But he'd be like, I hit a dollar, and here, and he'd hand us a picture, and it would be a drawing that he's a, he's a really talented artist. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just be like a drawing of something in the house, and I'd be like. That's my closet. And I go to the closet and there'd be a drawing of something else. And he just kind of had us bounce around the house. Dude, that's like, awesome. Yeah, it was really I'm great. I'm going to steal that if I ever have a kid. Okay. Because that's a fucking good idea. Just put a dollar. Yeah. It was because, you know, a kid, a qu- even a quarter to a kid is a huge deal. I remember my sister, like now I'm realizing how shitty it was when she got old enough to like have, we didn't really have allowances, but it would be like maybe every once in a while you'd be like, can I have $5? And would yeah. be like, okay, it's because you took out the trash. Um, she would be like, I g- I'll give you a quarter if you go, uh, you know, get me a Pepsi from the fridge. And I was like, yeah. a quarter? Uh, this is a steal. This quarter didn't fucking matter to her. Yeah. She was rolling in it. I used to do that shit all the time, too. You <laughs> when were an older I, sibling. Yeah, when yeah. I got my first pizza place high school job, and I just had, like, I'd come home, and I'd have, like, $71 bills from, like, tips and stuff. So I would just, like, all sorts of menial shit with my little brother and sisters. It would be the same thing. Like, hey, if you go put in my pizza right now, I'll, I'll give you a dollar. What? Yeah, dude. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's smart. And they make money off of it. Yeah. Everybody not, wins. Not a living wage, though. No. Gus. That's fine. So. What can I say? I'm a union buster. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had a very feminine little squeak in that little, <laughs> like that. Oh, um, I like that. Dude, that's a good idea, the hiding the dollar thing, though. I really want to remember that. You know what you could do is you could just, like, preemptively hide one dollar bills all over the house mm. and then just like keep like if you're in your favorite little dad armchair at the end of the day sipping the brews and watching the news mm. just keep a little stack of post-it notes on the side table there and if the kids won't shut up you say hey and draw something really vague and give it to them <laughs> draw something like four miles away <laughs> <laughs> just fuck go. off it's just you just write the quick trip by your aunt's house <laughs> so they have to go <laughs> Like d- buried somewhere in a certain like an acre, or something, <laughs> they have to go digging for it. Just coordinates. <laughs> for it's like dollar. holes. They just keep coming back. Um, ooh, holes a banging movie too. Yeah, I love holes. I have a Christmas question for you. Then what's up? What, in your opinion, are the three best Christmas movies? Okay. Well, here's the, it. I think it still goes in the best. It's not number one. My favorite is clearly the combination of Home Alone one and two because. Mm-hmm. They're not the best Christmas movies, but they're nostalgic. They one they were filmed in the suburbs of Chicago, so always it's like yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Uh, well, not the second one, obviously. <laughs> it's called Lost in New York. <laughs> what? Uh, but uh, there's like some bad movie elements in it, so you can joke and make fun of it while you still love it. And it uh, John Williams' score to it is amazing mm-hmm. too. Macaulay Culkin genuinely like he he was a national treasure. He still is. He still gets it. Yeah. But you know. He was just incredible as a kid actor. Um, but I think the best Christmas movie still has to just go to A Christmas Story. It's yeah. just the most classic one. And then at one point, did TBS decide that it was going to be the, the Christmas movie? I think so. That's one of their big things. They did it. Like yeah. they got, and then because they just said, like, yeah, this is clearly the most classic. We're going to play it all day on Christmas Eve and Christmas. And it's like, okay. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So good. Um, and then, hmm, I don't know about a number three. I like a lot of them. Mm hmm. 
I you know what movie I like but has never really been like a Christmas tradition movie is Elf for me. You just said my exact top three answers. Okay. Boom. Yeah, dude, every year I remember the first time I saw Elf too was at one point the marker in my life for the hardest time I've ever laughed ever. Mm-hmm. And it was after a basketball tournament, just one of those like shitty um, four games in one day, middle school crappy weekend basketball tournaments. If you're from the Midwest and you did basketball, maybe that's familiar. Did you do that? Do basketball? Yeah. 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 Did you have any of those like all day tournament things on um, the weekends? I did. Well, for basketball specifically, it was just house basketball. So mm-hmm. it wasn't really, it was just kind of your regular like go to games every, every week. Oh, gotcha. It was pretty militant with a lot of middle school shit. It was unfun. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's not fun. But anyways, after a tournament and we were exhausted. And when I was a kid, we, absolutely never went out to movies. It was such a rarity. Mm. And it was just my mom and my dad and I, and we were like, suddenly we had an afternoon to kill, and they said, let's go watch Elf. And it was at just this little budget theater. Love that. And we were in there with like three other people. And the thing is, I I love the hell out of my dad, and I, I love the rare occasions when you hear him laugh out loud. His mm. His laugh is fantastic. And we're sitting in the theater, and I was beside myself laughing, and my dad was pissing his pants laughing, and I had never seen that before. Can I guess a moment that I think might be, like, the big yes. kicker? Is it when he gets hit by the car? The, uh... The oh, taxi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that one. I had a Spanish teacher one time the day before break. It was the same day that we yeah. pulled the, the shirt prank on my friend. Uh-huh. Um, he was just, like, constantly rewinding it, and it was so... It's, it's always great to see somebody just experience, like, pure joy in front of you, and my uh-huh. Spanish teacher just kept rewinding it and playing it in front of us and just dying laughing because he was saying it was his favorite moment from the movie. That's so funny. He laughed... Oh, super hard at that, and he laughed super hard when Buddy's in the uh, ER, and they prick his finger, and he goes like, ah! <laughs> just Will Ferrell acting like a kid was just perfect. Yeah, in that. it's incredible. And, and the th- thing is, it's slightly shifted, but Step Brothers is a similar way of acting, and that's yeah. why it's so great. I almost want to see him do it again, but I don't want to like be yeah. like, do the same thing again. Yeah, I um, don't know. But those are my top three, too. I love... I, I just love um, Christmas movies in general, because... They're just so nostalgic, and I you get to rediscover them as an adult, even kind of making fun of them or getting drunk. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's just – I don't think – horror movies definitely uh, – people have Halloween. Is the, Halloween is more other people's thing, and Christmas is more mine. Mm-hmm. Not of a whole, you know, like either religious thing, definitely not for me, or, you know, it's not even really about Christmas. It's just – I love w- that for Halloween and for Christmas, everybody just kind of decides there's going to be a theme for the month. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it's just, you know, everyone's acting in a cool certain way, and yeah. it's it's nostalgic and traditional, and I love that. No, it's an all-in-one. Did you tell me your uh, tradition thing yet? Oh, no. Mine's uh, kind of everybody has it, but specifically I always loved the day after Thanksgiving. I know the day is different. We um, I, I totally understand why people are like real tree fanatics and go and do it. Did you guys do real trees? <laughs> That's what we get for drinking buds. Um, are you talking about Real Tree, the brand of camouflage, or actual tree Christmas trees? I'm talking about actual tree Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah, we would just deck the walls in camouflage. <laughs> no, yeah, we always made a point to go get like one of the shittiest white pines, just fucking mm. garbage, where you hang an ornament on, the whole thing goes, mm. the whole branch. But yeah, we were always a Real Tree camp. So I always totally get the tradition for it, but for me, it's just I've always known uh, the plastic trees. 
And as I know, for people who have those traditions, I get why they're like, no, you got to go real. But for me, decorating is the fun part, not getting the tree. Yeah. Um, I know that's fun for other people, but I'm just saying that's like the main event. Mm -hmm. Um, So every year, yeah, the day after Thanksgiving, we will like set up the tree during the day with the lights on it and everything. But then at nighttime, we'll make like uh, just basically, you know, snack dinners like you would for like a football game. Mm-hmm. So we have just a bunch of like a layout of different snacks like pizza rolls and like bagel bites and dip and uh, stuff like that. And uh, and we just decorate the tree and listen to Christmas music and hang up the ornaments. And That's it's just great. Yeah, it's great. It's it's my favorite. Um, and we're going to do that in what day is this, of the week is it today? Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday. 14th. Okay, yeah. So in... A week and two days, that's when I do it. Yeah. I mean, wait, we filmed this I mean, for this you at the Christmas. holiday season. God damn it. It's Christmas Day and we're filming this. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. Um, yeah, dude. I uh, We always do on the last day of the Wisconsin deer hunting season. It's a Sunday. My whole family will go out um, and we'll just wear blaze orange and we'll just like walk into the woods and just like hack off a tree. And it was always mm-hmm. nice like deciding it. Like when I was a kid, I used to think it was like super important, you know, and I'm yeah. glad that my parents like played along and treated that with me, mm-hmm. um, treated me to that experience, you know, like, yeah, you're right. This might be a little better load bearing, but this one's prettier and mm-hmm. stuff like it, it's just so fun. Yeah. Nothing's better than when you're a kid and you're excited about something and your parents fully non-condescendingly buy into it with yeah, you. Uh, it's the best. It makes you feel so empowered and cool and special. I just really hope that I can carry that over when I'm a parent. Yeah, me too. I hope I can be excited about things like that with yeah. my kid. The post-it note game. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, all you need. Um, yeah, but we just go pick it out and stuff. I don't know. It's it's. Christmas is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still even now, what I like is, I don't know how you guys have been doing the Christmas morning stuff, but now that we're, I mean, everyone's adu- an adult in my family. Um, you're just, you're crossing over that too. You know what I mean? Everyone's pretty much an adult in your family too. Yeah. Um, where uh, we still just like want to open gifts, even if they're not super expensive. So what we even talked about, it was, uh, it's a couple of years ago. We were just like, you know what? You know, uh, even though like gifts are more expensive usually for adults and there's less of them let's just get a bunch of you can get a main gift or main gifts but get a bunch of cheap stuff for each other just so we have stuff to open and pass around to each other yeah um and i love that because it's just the christmas morning is fun no matter what Mm -hmm. because you just even if it's cheap it's like hey i was thinking you for for this thing and i got it for you so it's nice to have a lot of that you know no that's so true we on our christmas morning things are always Typically what we do is we'll have like the parents will get us something huge and special, but it's one thing for each kid, you know, and it's always, it's never just like a, not to, not to devalue it at all, but like, it's never just some like goofy blow off gift. It's something that they know we'll enjoy, but will also benefit us. Mm. Like, like examples are probably one of the best gifts I ever gotten, which is a question I'm answering that I was about to ask you Okay, is... Um, one Christmas when I was like young in middle school and I was going through like some guitar lessons and stuff just after school shit where they all have the shitty little acoustics and Mm. stuff. And I just wasn't really like super into it and stuff. My parents got me a brand new Fender Telecaster electric yellow electric guitar and amp. And I just thought it was so goddamn cool. And honestly, that really was a big reason that, like, I kind of stuck with music stuff because, like, no kid wants to do music lessons. That yeah. sucks ass. Because you expect, because when you're a kid, especially, you're so impatient, you want to skip the all the yeah. fundamental stuff and just be like, I want to fucking rock and roll, baby. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. So suddenly, I could like take my little busted PV amp into the into my room, sit on the edge of the bed, and plug in the guitar, and it went from just sounding like ring ring to like 
even just plucking one string you know like it sounded so cool and like mm-hmm. it got excited i'd look up youtube videos and watch tutorials because i couldn't read tabs and I'd, i it really reignited my love for music and it, i love that i That's love it one. so it's that was guitar is great because it's it's a gift that you can play with and it's also yeah like a skill like you said with your parents thinking about it totally what was what was the most special or your favorite gift you ever got oh mine is like it's it's so clearly the best gift i've ever i've ever gotten because i totally didn't deserve it and it wasn't even fully for me yeah um i think i've told you about this before definitely probably not on the podcast but um my dad the year the ps2 came out i was still only i think like four um and my uncle had bought one for himself while they were still like hot commodities because the ps2 i think is of not um you know there's those lists of like the most sold items and none of them ever have like cleaning supplies or like oreos or shit like that (laughs) yeah but uh the ps2's up there so i know when the launch happened it was like really hard to get them um and my uncle bought one and i think he was planning on either playing it or selling it for like way more but then um christmas was coming around and to my dad he was just like hey uh i know you've been playing like the PlayStation one for a long time. Uh, you want to just buy this one off me and you can give it to the kids. Mm -hmm. And my dad was just like, yeah, sure. So like, it wasn't even a full, like go. And he thought like, we, I have to get them a PlayStation, but it was like, he got the offer and he was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. So fucking four years old, I got to open a PS two, like the year it came out. That's nuts. Yeah. So like the thing is, if people, I'm sure I always, you know, get, try to get defensive about like spoiled stuff. Cause like I wasn't, I were, I'm like right down the middle. But um, I had that PS2 way into the next generation of like, you're, you know, my still compared to you, I'm spoiled for video games for your mm-hmm. upbringing. Uh, but, probably um, everything because I was so unspoiled yeah, aggressively is, in the other yeah. direction. So, um, I mean, I had the PS2 long into like 360 and stuff like that because it, you know, lasted such a long time. But it was fucking crazy. I mean, the PS2 changed my childhood without a doubt yeah because i was not a nintendo kid just my dad never really got was got into it because he liked getting things that you know he could also enjoy with us um so i mean my ps2 there there is genuinely countless memories in my life of playing ps2 mm-hmm. like with by myself with other people like with cousins with friends it's just there's easily the best gift i've ever gotten in my life yeah that's a good that's a really really good solid gift and yeah. answer too so shout out to my uncle and also my dad thanks fam i remember a really really special gift for me too that did mean a lot was because <clears throat> um, i remember i mean still you know my parents do not I mean, we've always had enough. They've always said that, you know, and, mm. and I, they've always r- raised me with a sense of real appreciation for things. And like, I, we never really had extra things. Like I even mentioned, you know, we never went out to movies ever. So even mm. just going to a movie casually at like a $4 budget theater was like, Oh my God, what a treat. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, we always had sort of enough to get by and we'd, we'd set some aside to like give to other families, um, for the holiday season and stuff. But I remember one that was really special to me is when I was going into college, um, my best buddy growing up, Joseph Dumas, um, who will be, we'll see soon probably, he and I would just do music recording stuff all the time. Like mm. Joe was my buddy, like my total best friend. And would, we'd do everything musically together. And he had this kind of studio up in his garage and he bought a lot of gear with all of his own money, like super expensive stuff. And then when he went to college, um, as he started getting into it, he wanted to sell some stuff so he could afford like tuition and stuff. 
So he had this really nice Aventone CV12 tube condenser microphone, which is the kind of microphone that Taylor Swift has recorded like all of her albums on. Not mm. that we're Swifties, but it's just a nice quality microphone. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and Joe and I had used that for years for like everything. That was like the main thing, like the crowning yeah. glory. And especially when your friend has a cool piece of equipment, you like think about it when you you guys aren't hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And the microphone is like a few hundred dollars, you know, originally. Um, but Joe was like selling that. And I, I must have like mentioned to my parents, like, like I said, I, I think I really want to buy that microphone off of Joe. But like I, I can't afford it or something. Mm. And then for Christmas, they bought that microphone from Joe and oh, they gave man. it to me. So then that's so great. I could still have it. And then like Joe got the money. It was just it was it meant a lot to me. So it must have been really cool for Joe to be approached by your parents for it. Yeah, because that would be that would make me happy to have my friend's parents be like, yeah, we really want to get him this. So he goes, oh, thank God, I can still use that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now it doesn't go away to somebody else, some other fucking loser. <laughs> Just a few miles down the road. <laughs> you were talking about PS4 stuff, and you said that, or PS2 stuff, you said that you were using it long into the Xbox 360 generation. Mm -hmm. And I was just curious to see what the last published PS2 title was. I have a guess. You have I a think guess. I know what it is. I had seen the factoid at one point, so I looked it up to verify. What is your guess? I think it is, it's like fucking 2K13 or some shit like that. That was a really good, really close answer. What I'm seeing here is that it was a soccer game, Pro Evolution Soccer, which is, I guess, an annual title, but it was in 2014. Okay. Which is fucking incredible. Yeah, I remember even into when I had a 360, one of my friends picking up 2K for the PS2, and I was like, they make games for the PS2 still? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, dude. I, can you imagine, like, being in 2014, which is, like, a few years ago, and you are working at, like, a professional game development studio, and people ask, what are you doing? You say, oh, I'm making the newest PS2 game. That's insane. What? Because, yeah, by the time, I think, I would say by the time 2000 eight hit mm -hmm. everyone had pretty much moved on like yes the, the general public had whether or not kids had because the thing is um people listening are probably like i didn't well we were all younger mm -hmm. so we didn't you know get that stuff but i mean like adults that could buy consoles completely moved on oh yeah and just the jump i was i was gonna think this isn't really a christmasy question but i was trying to think what was the most significant jump in gaming console like generation to generation in terms mm -hmm. of just even just like the PlayStation and Xbox realm. And I think it might be the PS2 slash original Xbox to the 360 oh, PS3 thing. Yeah, 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 Even just online was like basically non-existent. Yeah, it's because Halo 2 yep. changed the fucking world. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, so, I mean, that's significant. <laughs> fucking 2014 PS2 game. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I wonder how many copies that sold. I almost want to look that up. PES 2014. I feel like percentage-wise, if you took... The amount of current users on the PlayStation 2 for every year and how much a game sold to that crowd percentage-wise, mm -hmm. it might have done well. Because if there's, like, for the amount of people that were playing the PS2 in 2014, if they saw a new game come out, I feel like they would all buy it. Yeah, right? I guess. It's just, like, <laughs> it's so bizarre to me. Okay, Pro, Levin, Pro Evolution Soccer 2014 Here's the thing that's weird, too, is it was released for the PS3 and Xbox 360 as well, which is like, 
at that point, graphically, you're almost making two different games. Yeah. How do you even do a PS2 port? I mean, like I'm that? assuming that the the PS3 360 version also looked like shit. Then. Probably. You almost have to go that route. Yeah. Because you have to compromise. You're going to go like, okay, PS3 is going to look like shit. Or like the PS2 is going to be unplayable. Like, yeah, you, <laughs> it just won't work. What do you do? It was, <laughs> it was on the Nintendo 3DS and the PSP as well. Oh, my God. Interesting. That had to have been a good seller then. You don't make that many versions of a game, I feel. Right. Unless it's selling well. Well, IGN gave it an 8.4, so well, that I lends a lot of credibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> IGN would probably give this podcast a 9.5 out of 10, and that's not a compliment yeah. to us. <laughs> <laughs> They'd say, overall, very weak. Uh, not a lot of substance, but we'd give it to 9.5. <laughs> like, fuck you, dude. There was that whole IGN thing with that Dead Cells review. You remember that? I don't remember that. It was just, uh, I think it was two or three months ago. Uh <laughs> There was a YouTuber who made a review on this new game, uh, Dead Cells. It's um, I'm trying to think of a game that's similar to. It, I think the the it's it was kind of like a Metroid successor that somebody made this year, okay. and a guy made a review for it on YouTube. And I believe, oh, fuck, I have to confirm this before I just accuse it of being IGN. But mm-hmm. I'm almost positive it was IGN. Um, a reviewer that worked for IGN just like completely ripped off that video. I think it was IGN. Yeah. I yeah. will I will half acidly reassert what you said. Yes, I think I it was. I could look it up and I probably should, but I'm not a journalist. I probably should. I have the laptop. Right. But I'm not a rapper. So about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, one thing I'm excited for that I do want to just mention on the podcast is What's the that? cabin this year, baby. Yeah, I'm so excited. So we do this thing. Uh Gus was there last year, but Gus was in the middle of we talked about in hope. I think it would be the podcast before this. You being swamped of your last semester of college, was that your last semester or is your second to last? It was my second to last, and, and you I was also failing just as fucking swamped. And I was deathly ill. Yeah, that was. Uh, what we do is um, in the like Northwoods of Wisconsin, we get an Airbnb that's a cabin, and uh, it's me and a couple of. First, we did it with me and a couple of my hometown friends and my brother, uh, and all we do is just. Play video games in the middle of the no- of nowhere in the winter in this cabin, and get drunk for days. And we don't do anything else. Literally, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, we go like we eat, and that's it. We eat, eat, play video games, and drink. So last year you got to be there for I'd say the lamest night. You weren't there for the rest of them, so I'm sorry. You're gonna experience a lot cooler stuff yeah. this year, because um, uh, Gus came with us, and you were gonna go take a final and then come back the next night. But after the first night, you were on your way back, and you were like, "I, Gus, you called me, and it was, it was like, hey, Eddie, I'm, so, I'm so sick. I don't even know I'm going to take my finals. Yeah. It was, it was the instant you started talking, I was like, Gus is going to die. It was sure. one, of the, one of the things that I hate, one of the worst feelings or thoughts is when you're like kind of in the day before, and you're like past that point of certainty where you go, I know I'm going to be sick tomorrow. Yeah. It's like a feeling in your throat. Almost. Yeah. I can't say exactly what it is. And it was like maybe 4 PM the day, the night that I was at the cabin. Yeah. And I was like, I feel it coming. And, and usually it's a lot slower, but it ramped up every hour. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And mm. I woke up super early because that same day I had to drive like a few hours to get to the cabin. And I knew that the next day I had to drive back and take the final. Mm. My original plan was like drive to the cabin. It was like three hours away. It was like yeah. drive to the cabin, wake up stupid early, drive back to school, come back to the cabin and then go back home. Yeah. So, which is just a terrible schedule too. Yeah. 
but I woke up super early that morning and like I was like, oh my god, I am so fucking sick. And it was so early, like, w- and we were sleeping in because we had gotten drunk. Yeah, it was so early you couldn't even talk to us and tell us. You just yeah. had to leave and get to your final. I, I had to think leave. it was something like five a.m. or something when you it had was, to leave. Everything about it sucked ass. Yeah, it was horrible, but I made it. Um, with that, uh, one, I'm just super excited this year cause you can go for all of the days and my friend Zach, who he went to the cabin originally the first time. And then the second time we went was when you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zach had finished his, uh, finals and made a, the, the five and a half or maybe four and a half hour drive from our hometown to the cabin after driving from school to our hometown. So he drove two and a half hours and then we called him and we're like, dude, kind of drunk and fucking around. Like Mm -hmm. it sucks that you can't be here. Like we wish you were at the cabin. And he was just like, well, I mean, all of you are there. All my hometown friends are there and I'm back for a winter break. What if I just drive up today? Yeah. And we were like, I think it was maybe seven o'clock. So it means he was going to drive up, you know, in the dark from all of it. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, I'll do it. And he just had his way. The entire drive for him of us waiting there, we just kept, we would be hanging out. And one of us would be like, you believe fucking Zach is driving here? Yeah. From, you know, that's a lot of driving to do in one day for, you know, I think it was, I think Zach only got to stay a night or two. Really? Yeah. Instead of the four. What do you do on long drives? Do you like listen to music and shit or what? Um, I, well, the thing, one thing is most of my long drives, um, Tony's there too. Cause we're usually mm-hmm. going to the same place. So either I can talk to him, but we do music. And then a lot of the times it's, uh, comedy specials or podcasts like Bill Burr's podcast or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like one of the, one thing is when we drove to New York this last May, uh, we listened to all of Chappelle's specials again yeah. just because they're great. You just you oh, don't even yeah. have to – like one thing is he has some of the most re- – him and uh, <laughs> Louis <laughs> have the – Louis. Louis. Um, have like the most rewatchable comedy specials. Yeah. Because especially I think because Dave dropped four in a year that you forget which – like all the jokes because there's so many of them. Yeah, and you haven't had the opportunity to like watch one into the ground – let some years go by yeah. watching it. It's like you're watching four kind of into the ground. It takes longer to get tired of yeah, it. Yeah, usually when I uh, I get into it again, I'll watch all four. So yep. then, yeah, when I think when time has passed, I don't remember, yeah, watching one recently because you can't retain all those jokes. No, that's so true. That's Christmas for you. That's freaking <laughs> Christmas. Dave Chappelle. Um, well, I'm trying to think of... Have you had like a real? Oh no, that's not a good. That's not a fun question. What? I was gonna say like a a bad Christmas experience. A bad Christmas experience. Well, I, I don't, don't think I've had like a horrible one. It's hard to again when you only see these people kind of once a year. Like you can have uncomfortable times, but yeah. you, you can't like to have a terrible one. No, thankfully, no. Yeah. One thing I would say is I've known people in my life who they're. Whatever their home situation was Even if it wasn't like a negative one Christmas kind of got fucked up for them So mm-hmm. they don't like it um, I would say maybe try and enjoy, You can enjoy Christmas in a new way As an adult And that's just maybe like, to just try it yeah. You know uh, you can enjoy it not in the way Of having the childhood nostalgia But you can just get drunk with your friends And watch Christmas movies for a month yeah. And it's a fun bonding experience The best one to possibly watch Other than Home Alone with your friends is Jingle All the Way. Really, it is the Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know you know, but I it's haven't the seen Arnold, it. Okay, but do you know of it? Yeah, I do. The yeah, Sinbad so one. 
It's the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with Sinbad and fucking what's the kid's name? Uh, is it Jake Lloyd or something? The one, the kid who was Anakin. Oh, he's in that. Yeah, he's yeah, he's in it before he was Anakin. <laughs> um, and it's a movie about Arnold Schwarzenegger being. Uh, it's you know late nineties, early two thousands. He's a business dad. Oh. You can't <laughs> you can't get past that for those movies. And he's kind of not present in his son's life as much as he should. But his son really wants a Turbo Man toy. And the entire movie is his journey trying to get a Turbo Man toy for his son. Because he loves him and cares about him. Except he was a bad dad all the way up until this movie starts. But the it's a terrible movie. It's awful. Uh, but what I love so much about it is you can play a drinking game with it. Um, where the, his neighbor in the movie, Phil Hartman, rest in peace, Goddamn. my dude. Uh, is constantly trying to fuck Schwarzenegger's wife the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so we play a drinking game where you take a shot or drink a beer every single time he makes a pass at Schwarzenegger's wife. And it happens enough where you can get drunk. Really? And I know the beats of it now, but I still play the game because it's fun. You got to do it. And we also play different rules where you all get to decide. So if you're watching the movie again with the same people, you're like, he made a side eye there. So maybe we'll add one in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Let's say we pop some more brews on these. You think? Yeah. You want me to give them? You want to give them? Sure, thank you. Okay, fill time. All right. I was going to say, and now we'll talk to you, Eddie, as well as the, the our viewers back home. Um, one what fun. Was that? <laughs> it was an uh, impression. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, you get it. This guy gets it. Um, one drinking game that we used to play in college that was one of my favorites was. Um, me and my buddies Tyler. Well, Tyler showed me Lord of the Rings and reignited the love for them for me. But we'd play like we watched the Lord of the Rings movies, and every time Frodo would make a face that looked like an orgasm face, which is shockingly almost all the time in the movies. Really? Then you take a drink, and you get blasted halfway through the first movie. Wait, like, do you actually watch them all for it? or? Well, you try to get as far as you can. The thing is, though, like... Tyler especially like really spoiled me on the the movies where I hate I hate taking this approach but I can't watch them unless it's the extended versions. Okay. And the the entire extended trilogy, just the three movies of the Lord of the Rings ones are like 13 hours yeah. collectively. And they're fucking incredible. I have only watched through Lord of the Rings once. Um I loved it. It was actually a great memory for me. I you know I I keep mentioning it to you off podcast. That I've always loved um, right before you go on winter break. I don't know why. Or like right into winter break too. I don't know why. It's always this feeling of like huge relief for me. Yeah. So when the first Hobbit was coming out, I think it was my first day of winter break. Uh, it was coming out in a couple of days. And I was like, I want to see the Hobbit. I have tickets now to see it. I have to watch the Lord of the Rings. And mm-hmm. I just sat down by myself and watched all three of them in two days, not together. Um, and I loved it. But I have not rewatched since. I would I would love the opportunity to do that with you sometime, not to make you so when we get back commit on air, (laughs) right, guys? Wouldn't we at home like Eddie? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is really really special, especially when you sit down like that. And it was such we really watch them at like a really formative time where we're just kind of fucking around at the college Mm. house of the summer, nothing else to do. And they they are really I mean they're great. And the the Hobbit movies are are good movies too, but like they're not in, as in good. comparison, they close. suck ass, yeah, dude. They're, they're fucking awful horrible in it. comparison, but they're solidish. But the thing is, I remember, um, is it the end of the first one where there's just way too much extended time in the um, what is the dragon's lair called? I know Smaug, Smaug. but but what is the lair called? Smaug's lair. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. know. I remember, I don't know if it was the first movie or the second, but there was a lot of time spent in there where nothing was happening. And I remember one of my friends falling asleep in the theater and just being like, 
honestly, I'm getting a little bored too. Right yeah, now. and that's the theatrical cut. Yeah. The thing is too, like, dude, Tyler went hard with that shit. We went super hard into it. Like, we watched. We had a period of time where every day we would do it. That's how much pieces of shit we were. But like the the original trilogy of Lord of the Rings is like 13 hours. Yeah. And then the Hobbit is like the three movies are like 12 hours. Mm. And then there's like the DVD special behind the scenes stuff, and it's like 80 hours. Oh my god. And we watched all of it. So Jesus we have Christ. collectively, even just in one single pass, that's a, over a hundred hours of Tolkien stuff. That's uh, why well, I would say too much. I watched. I loved it all. I'm, I'm, I should hate it's that. It's not actually too much. I'm no, it is too much. I will. St- I'm on your on your side there. Um, yeah, dude, the Hobbit movies kind of suck dick though. Yeah, it's just knowing what they could have been. Yeah, and the worst part is like Peter Jackson has such a love for like the Middle Earth stuff, mm. but he got so he got boned, dude. Because Guillermo's like, I'm going to do these, and then he's. Like, I'm not <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> is that not okay? I'm not sure. I have a. I have yeah, a Sabrina. Yeah, <laughs> Sabrina, can I? Yeah, you said I have on my brain fills the blanks like I have a Mexican back there. I was gonna say I have a Spanish picking guitar. I could have done the <laughs> but um <clears throat> I'm not doing a Mexican impression, I'm doing a Guillermo de Toro impression. Okay. Well I didn't think the voice was the problem. I think it I, was not the problem. That, <laughs> not that I think there's an actual issue with it. I just I'm not sure if it's <laughs> <No>. okay <laughs> to add to it. Um no, I don't know. We'll get past the Hobbit movies though. We'll hopefully they're, fucking Amazon is making. Do you know about that? They're making a a show about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like all these fucking show. Like, yeah, there's a Star Wars TV show coming out on fucking Disney's thing about uh, Boba Fett or something like really? that, or bounty hunter stuff. Uh, I think it's like Mandalorian or some something like that. Um, I don't know. These shows, they're cheap. They're cheaply made compared to movies, so yes, they don't they are. look good. But here's the thing, too. The thing is. Um, there is a lot of Tolkien stuff that they, they being the studios wanted to do. It's really interesting actually. Um, but Christopher Tolkien, uh, J.R.R.'s like son, okay. um, the author of son has been, he fucking hates Hollywood with a passion Okay, and he's been holding the Where's rights. Where's Tolkien from? I think England. I don't okay. know. There's going to be a lot of shit I say in the next minute that you fucking have to verify. <laughs> <laughs> just look it up. Just keep the tab open. Don't believe anything. Yeah, I don't believe anything. But as far as I know, he's from England, and his son has hated Hollywood okay. for years. And he regretted that, like, the family estates or whatever the hell let the movies happen, which is like, how do, all you, of the movies? How do you watch the even oh – yeah, all of them. How do you watch – the Lord of the Rings trilogy and regret that. That is one of the most faithful adaptations of the book, and it's made with such love and passion from so many people. Anyway, Christopher Tolkien, a lot of the fans are kind of shittily just like, yeah, I kind of was worse waiting out to <laughs> till the till he dies, honestly, mm. which is just kind of cold. But like, yeah, he did die this year, uh, and that's when the Amazon thing. And started. Amazon bought it. But the thing is, again, verify, keep that tab open, fellas. Um, Amazon had to commit to making at least five seasons of the show before it even this like does, is in development. This doesn't sound good to me. And they had to commit to a, a budget of a billion dollars. Oh, so okay. Far. All right, cool. Which is I was going to say, they're, they're building off the... This show is only happening because of Game of Thrones. Yep. Um, and Game of Thrones is the only... Does it count as a TV show? I don't think it's Game weird. of Thrones... It's like a bunch of little movies. Game of Thrones, yeah, doesn't really count as a TV show, but I guess it's episodic like a TV show. Yeah. And it is the only fantasy I've ever seen that's a TV show, technically, that is good. Because the thing is, fantasy requires 
so much money, dude. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have enough money, it looks like you're a fucking student film yeah. and you threw a cloak on a guy and gave him a prop sword and you're standing on a mountain in California. Yeah. That's what it looks like. If you want an example, go to YouTube and watch what percentage of YouTube fantasy videos? All of them. 100% 100% of those. All of them. It's just and it's not even to the fault of those people. It's all the fucking CW shows. It's mm-hmm. all the fucking once upon a time shit. I just can't. Forgot about that. Yeah, I can't look at these things where clearly, it's a forest in somebody's backyard. I think we all agree now. Maybe I don't think it is because of these forests, but because of the movies going to movies going to New Zealand to shoot, mm-hmm. has permanently imprinted on my brain that if you're not in a New Zealand forest, it's not fantasy. Yeah, it just looks fake, dude. I'm sorry. And also, like you can't even fault. You can kind of fault locations, and you, but you can't even fault the VFX artist because if you're on a show, it's like there's a pretty goddamn definite timeline when you need to get this done. No, I totally understand yeah. all of it. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. The Lord of the Rings especially being – you will look at that fucking CGI. It holds up like nuts. That was made almost 20 years ago, and it's because so much time was put into it. Yeah. The pre-production on that was so long. Yeah. That's why the Hobbits sucked ass. There was no fucking pre-production. Yeah. I mean, that's I don't one thing is I I it's a sad story with it, but it's one that you get tired of hearing about is um fucking I always forget how to say his last name. Ian uh Kong. Gandalf. <laughs> Uh, but McKellen. Yeah. So, you know, him crying in the, the screen screen thing. I'm so tired of seeing that as like a movie fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's those ones people always repeat, but it does go with the movie of just like, man, you do some more locations. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was so much green screen stuff. The biggest problem, I'm not going to stay on this forever, but the biggest problem is like they took the fucking orcs in the first movie. That movie's going to ha- hold up for decades Yeah, because all of the orcs, save for some wide shot battle screens, were real People yeah. they train people in combat. I remember and have being so makeup. disappointed, and I'm not even a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Is the Hobbit showed them being CGI, and I was yeah. like, "Are you fucking kidding me? How do you do that?" There's a standard for the first group of movies that they didn't follow for the next ones. Absolutely. And again, I get, I totally understand budgeting stuff and everything like that. But to the people who are at the very top making those decisions. If you have to make those choices, especially with fantasy for the budget, make something else. But here's the thing. They did not learn their lesson at all because all three Hobbit movies made, in some cases, a billion dollars. Yeah, and but also the cases, landscape almost. of movies is a little bit different now. I feel yeah. like I know people talk about you know less or more going to the movies, but I think even in, in The Hobbit, it was still rising of people going to the movies. Yeah. I, I mean, I think especially this the wave of Marvel stuff has made like pushed all movies to make money that they've never made before it's ludicrous it was like harry potter and then marvel right after where it was like okay we are really gonna make a lot of fucking money and then star wars came back too and everything like that it's so weird because it's like the blockbuster mindset i feel like has changed so much where it's like they need to throw so much more money at it and then it's expected to make a billion dollars well that's what i kind of like about the blockbuster landscape now since around 2008 when marvel happened Mm -hmm. is really the expectation is okay we can throw a lot of money at it but it has to be good or we're not going to make our returns back because the internet exists now yeah so people will see it and they'll realize it's bad yeah and i mean one thing that i love too is i feel like in the wake of having these giant like studio 
fucking box office deadhead just going vroom and trying to pull in so much money is studios now are taking so much more time and they're allotting so much more little pockets of money to go to like the horror franchises yeah. which are fucking it's, great. The horror is going through a renaissance. Oh my god, it's a total horror renaissance because now studios are like, yeah, no problem. We'll throw 5 to 20 million dollars at your horror movie. Go. Yeah. And all of those movies even if they have like a modicum of critical acclaim, or like, yeah, we'll quadruple the budget on that easy, if not ten times. Well, because the main thing um, for horror movies is fear doesn't come from big grand things; it comes yes. from the little things. Exactly. I, even movies don't even have to like get good reviews at all. I'm looking at a recent example: Slenderman. The movie came out this year. I had no idea that came out. Right? I was excited about it because I was super fucking excited. I liked Slenderman when I was in high school. I yeah. like playing the games. It was scary. I'm or whatever. specifically a fan of. Idub's uh, Gangnam Style Slenderman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm best. not a fan of Slenderman, but that I am a but, true fan. But of. that one. Do you want to th- toss a quick guess out there what it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Slenderman movie. Um, twenty three. Eight. Wow. Eight percent. Fuck real? that shit. Yep. Wow. But it was given a ten million dollar budget, and it made fifty one million dollars at the box office. Five times the fucking budget. There you go. So it was profitable for the studio at the end of the it's day. It's because they knew. They're like, okay, Slenderman to look real. We have to have a budget higher than $10 million. Yes. But it's hard to make this a good movie, so let's just make them look bad. I know. And, it's and just it'll make like, money. They're just relying on that shit. And I don't even need to look this up because like, one of my favorite things you know, I don't know if I've talked about it again, is I love tracking box office performance. I don't know why. I absolutely love it. And one of the most exciting things, being a horror fan and an exciting box office blow-up thing, was last September when It came out Mm. because it was given a $35 million budget and it made exactly $700 million at the box office. And it was a fucking smash hit movie. I love that when just a good movie makes a ton of money. I did I mean, look it up. Like same thing. Same thing happened with uh, Baby Driver and Get Out. I think they both crossed a hundred million in their first couple of weeks, um, for sure. Get Out did for sure. But I remember. Uh, I think Baby Driver is easily like theatrically uh, Edgar Wright's biggest success, right? I believe so, at least financially. Um, That's so great. It was really exciting too because uh, Get Out was. I, I believe Jordan Peele is the only director to have their debut film cross a hundred million dollars at the box office. Yeah, yeah, which is absolutely incredible. And he was at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes until that one dude who literally just reviews good movies bad because he's like, I'm that guy. I hate that. And it's like, all right, cool, dude. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, 100% versus 99 doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Because it's just like one dude I thinks he matters because of it. It's despicable when that happens because also it's like, I get it's subjective for everyone. but He called are, it like awful. Yeah, I that's fucking horrible. It. And but it was after it was at 100% for like two weeks. Yeah, that's just stupid as shit. I love when like the reverse of that happens because I remember when Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 came out it was at <laughs> a it had zero 100% on no. <laughs> yeah. then that same guy <laughs> um, no it was at a zero for like the longest time and I think it was like some Australian movie reviewer was like yeah it was okay and it bumped it up and people were like sending him death threats and Jesus like, you Christ. fucker you wrecked it <laughs> honestly though wouldn't you rather have a movie that you made have a 0% than like a 3%? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because then I could joke about it. Yeah. But a 3 is not funny. That's sad. But a 0, that's hilarious. What? I'm just looking really quick because I'm on here. Baby Driver also had a budget of $35 million, and it made two to $6 million. Awesome. I just, yeah, I remember it crossed $100 million. Can we play a fun game real quick? Yeah, that, do it. But I just realized the game would be very one-sided. 
Can we look up? Uh, I know you can Google after. I want us to guess Rotten Tomato scores for Christmas movies. Ooh, I love this game. Yeah, that's a good fucking idea. Thanks, dude. I thought of it myself. Boys and girls, he never told me this beforehand. He just said it. All okay. Right. Do you think they bought it? I do. And I'm gonna let's start <laughs> one off. Let's start with the big, the big money earner right here. Home Alone. Home Alone. I'm gonna guess 85. I'm not going that high. Um. I don't think from what and this is prior knowledge of I believe looking up this before. Yeah. I don't think critics loved Home Alone. And I think it's somewhere in the 50s. I think it might be at a 58. Really? Even though but the thing is that's what I love about Christmas movies is they can be loved and a classic, but critics will you'll look back and you're like, "You guys were wrong." Yeah, so we're doing flipsies on a 58 and 85. Yeah. All right. 62. All right. So you win. You're closer on that one. Yeah. I, I just remember see seeing it and being like, guys, the Home Alone rocks, though. Yeah. But I get the, or I get when a Christmas movie comes out that year, it's very different from a Christmas movie being out for 10 years. That is very true. It's extremely different. Um, have we gotten a good classic Christmas movie in the last 10 years? Um, I don't know about classic. I do know that. Polar Express was the most. Oh, Polar years. Express. Yeah. Was that the last ten years? I want to say. I feel like it I want to say it's two thousand seven. I know. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's either two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Polar Express movie was two thousand four. What? Whoa, dude. Man, I'm gonna die soon. I'm realizing how not old we are, but how little grasp of time I have. Right. I hate. This is one of my few. Oh, I'm getting old now. I unfortunately do. Oh, dude, I forgot. Robert Zemeckis fucking directed Polar Express. I. Genuinely never knew that. What? I love Polar Express. It's a great movie. Great movie. I unfairly do see the Rotten Tomato thing. What would you guess that it got on Rotten Polar Tomatoes? Express, I feel like, is one that critics would love. I'm going to say, but it's still Christmas movies don't cross into like the 90s ever. I'm going to say 78. 78? It's a 55. Fuck! That's what? shockingly Dude, low. Polar Express rocks. That's bullshit. That's shockingly low. We were they, children when it came out, but I do think it's shockingly low. I will say, what the fuck... Is with the puppet scene, dude. Yeah, that's fucked up, dude. It's not. It doesn't it's belong. It's terrifying. It's like I get there are those moments where I'm glad things terrified me as a kid. That didn't fit. It didn't need to be there. No. I didn't need Tom Hanks being fucking Ebenezer puppet ass. <sighs> dude, I'm looking here, though. My boy, the greatest movie critic of all time, Roger Ebert. Rest in peace, 2013. I actually I love Roger Ebert, but I disagreed with most of his opinions. Most of them? Yeah. Like of of, of of movies when he was still alive when we yeah. were younger, I would mm. see Roger Ebert's reviews and like he hated Kick-Ass. Did he? Oh, fuck Dude, him then. Dude, he was like, Kick-Ass is everything that's wrong with superhero movies and violence in America. That's literally my favorite superhero Yeah, movie. but he was also um, older at that time, so yeah. I get how you could be a little bit more jaded. Yeah, I still will kick your ass after the podcast, but Hello. he gave Polar Express a 4 out of 4, though, which is okay. on the rarer side. I always him. think it's weird that RogerEbert.com is still reviews things. Right? Because it's just like, who are you? That's like if like Jenna Marbles died and then they just had a new Jenna Marble. <laughs> it's Julian in a wig. Hey, <laughs> that's actually really sad. Stay attractive. <laughs> All right, what's another big Christmas bam? Let's um, do Elf. We just talked about Elf. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna guess that Elf is a higher one, but okay. it's still a comedy, and people don't reviewers don't like comedies. Yeah. So I'm gonna say 67. Dude, I was going to say 65, but I got to distance myself. So I'm going to just say straight 60. Okay. Even though I think I'm underselling it. Boom. Elf movie is 83. Okay. I'm happy. Cool. I'm yeah, so that happy. One deserves for that. it. I think that one especially is because Will Ferrell was really blowing up at the time. Mm -hmm. And he was like not old enough 
to where people, not that anyone's tired of him, but reviewers could try and pretend that they're tired of him. Yeah. Um, where he was still like, I mean, his performance as Buddy deserves like a great score. Oh, it's great. I wonder what it made in the box office. I'm oh, just I actually, I, w- I would assume that it would be good, but I have no idea how Elf performed in theaters. Made a shitload of money. $33 million budget made $220 million at the Love box it. office. Love it. Boom. That would make so much more now. Right? Um, just even because of the internet. Can I small mention in the middle of this game? Why the fuck does the Detective P- Pikachu movie look good? Yeah, I didn't see the trailer yet. Does it look really Dude, good? Dude, I, I can't. Well, I can't say it looks really good. Yeah, but you would assume Detective Pikachu would be awful. Probably. I would assume it's like not the 20%. way it looks, dude. Really? Dude, it looks really fun. We'll watch it after this. All right, I'll watch it. Also, it's so dated. I'm realizing this episode's going to come out so much later than this trailer. <laughs> but oh, that's weird. All right. Um, uh, what about the Santa Claus, Tim Allen? Oh, man. One, the Santa... Oh, fuck. The Santa Claus... We did a top three. Santa Claus is top five. Yeah, easy. It's, dude... I don't know how Tim Allen, perfectly, while being not everybody's dad, seems like everybody's dad from the 90s and early 2000s. And you... You can't help but commend the man's fucking long-standing success in Hollywood, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's still fucking... What is it? Last Man Standing? Yeah. Right now, Last Man Standing is a huge show. It is comedic garbage, but it's successful as yeah. shit. I like Home Improvement. So many I'll people happy. I watched a lot of reruns. Yeah, it's a good show. It. It's a good but show. But the thing is, yeah, he's great because... Or he was especially great at the time because Tim Allen was the perfect, like, oh, that's America's real dad. Yep. Like, he makes jokes in it that I'm like, this feels exactly like my dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Santa Claus is a fucking classic. But I, I uh, sorry about that. Uh, Christmas burp. You know. What it is. <laughs> yeah, um, right. I would definitely say that critics would not like that movie. I am right there with you. I think they hated it. Forty-five. Oh, dude, I was gonna guess fifty-two. Sorry, fifty-two. <laughs> they hated it, but what? But it, I'm sure. Well, also we do know. <laughs> spoiler alert: that it got two sequels. I'm sure it was a box office smash. Oh though. yeah, and I think two was as well. And then I think the Jack Frost one with Martin Short tanked. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. That's my guess. I'm going to guess Santa Claus won 52. You got a 45. Coming yep. in. Da-na-na-na-na-na. 57! Oh, I love that. Boom. Oh, we were like right in the middle then. I still love... Yeah, I love that Um, with that movie, everyone always asks the question. It's just like, wait, so did Santa straight up die in the beginning? It's like, yep. Yeah, dude. That happened. Get used to it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. $22 million budget. This is 94, like at 1994. Yeah. $22 million budget made $190 million at the box office. Love it. You know what's one of my favorite things about that movie? What's that? Um, the, uh, you know, he's like obviously divorced in it, and that's kind of the main conflict of the beginning of the movie is he's trying to make a good Christmas for his son, but his son is, doesn't want to spend time with him because yeah. he's just by himself. Um, and his mom and Neil with his fucking, fucking Cosby Neil, sweaters, bitch, fucking Neil. I love that actor though. He's, he's so good at it. Yeah. Um, is he burns the turkey that they're supposed to eat for Christmas dinner. So I think they go to like IHOP or Denny's and, um, as they walk in and sit down, he looks and sees like another dad with his kid and they have like a divorced dad nod of like. You burnt the shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they exchange any words, but it is funny. Just like on Christmas at IHOP, there's only divorced dads and they're sad kids. It was just do. so funny. All right. Let's jump right into the Santa Claus 2. Just I want to knock out the trilogy, okay? Okay. Santa Claus 2, which I'm shocked to see was released eight years after the original. Yeah. It's a um, long he's, time. Uh, what's the fucking kid's name in it? I forgot. Uh, Joey Salads. <laughs> No, but uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. He is the same kid, but he's like a teenager in it. Uh, so think about how young he is in the first movie. Eric Lloyd. 
the I mean his character in the in the is it actually Eric? Yeah, Lowe? it's Eric. Oh, Lloyd. Okay, um, he yeah he's a teenager like vandalizing shit in the beginning of the second movie, and I remember as a kid being like, that's not the same guy, right? And then like going over to the family computer and looking it up and being like, how did he get so old? What yeah, the fuck dude. happened? Um, I'm gonna go for the second one. I'm gonna guess a 32 on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm I was sure gonna guess a, a 32 exactly. Really? Yeah. I was. That one's fucking bizarre because there's the toy Santa. So oh yeah. Oh, it's fuck just that weird. Movie. All right, Santa Claus 2, 32%. Let me see what we got here. 55, dude. Right on track with the original. I don't remember the second one being that good. I don't really remember it nearly at all. I honestly. remember it a little bit. It's the it's his quest to get a Mrs. Claus or else he's fucked. Oh, remember? you know how it be. $65 yeah. million dollar budget, 172 at the box office. We're this all looking for a Mrs. Claus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ladies, I'm single. <laughs> I am sticking with a 40 seven for the third one i've been sticking with a 47 for the jack frost one with martin short i'll stick with it people hey hollywood loves martin short i'm sure he got some of those pity votes but he's a fucking talented ass guy martin short is very talented but But i've never been a fan of his stuff (laughs) really i've i've liked him in sketches and and things like that but i get it's his thing yeah is sometimes i think his energy is a little bit off-putting on how big it is but it's he's extremely talented and there's a lot of things he's in where his energy perfectly works yeah but I think it's when I see him in a bunch of SNL sketches at once, and I'm like, all right, that's a little bit much. But I, je- I do still love Martin Short. You know what I feel like is like, and I'm probably ignorant to this, but he didn't really – did he have like one big thing? Because I feel like Not for like really. decades, Hollywood was like, Martin's stopping by. Oh, it's yeah. Martin. No, it's yeah, like, he's what is his fucking thing? Probably when he was the robot in Treasure Planet. Get your shit. <laughs> ben the robot. <laughs> That's real. Get your shit together, dude. Um, fucking- the fucking Treasure Planet community considers that what made the movie bad, but it's like, well, one Treasure Planet is a fucking great movie that has it's some amazing. flaws in it, but still, um, I'm gonna say a strong. If the second one surprised me, I'm gonna say forty. Strong forty versus a strong w- forty-seven. If I hadn't seen the second r- like score, I would have said like thirty. I would have said twenty-three flat. Okay. Santa Claus 3. Um, 15, dude. Okay. I was going to say the third one is very, 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 very bad compared to the first and second. Here is what shocks the shit out of me, though. So the first movie, the budget in 1994 was $33 million. Right. 2002 was the second one. The budget was $65 million. How much of that do you think went straight to Tim Allen's pocket? $64 million. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though, because it was mid-Tim Allen, like, fucking crushing it. Right? So Santa Claus 3, the escape clause, came out in 2006, which is 12 years after the original, and it's the third in a series the budget on this movie, guess what it was? I'm going to guess. Here's the thing is the movie looked cheaper. It but did it's look the cheaper. the third one. Can you just tell me if it's more or less? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it? It is, it is less. Okay. Because I was going to say it looks considerably cheaper than yes. the other ones. I would say that the budget for the third movie was $12 million. It shut the <laughs> Dude, it what is. If I just I looked that up and then I introduced our Rotten Tomatoes game so I eventually could get to this where I'm like, yeah, I know yeah, it. The long con <laughs> you did two years ago, Justin K. <laughs> I it remember is. specifically in that movie them, I think, never going to the real world, always being on the Santa Claus set and having awful green screen where he was like trying to fly away and Jack Frost was like, or Jack Frost was like trying to fly away and he's like grabbing onto the reindeer yeah. and it looked like shit. 
Honestly, I'm shocked though. How the why? fuck did they make that movie with twelve million dollars? Also, why? And why did they do? And why did the studios not give them more? How much did Tim Allen get paid of that budget? <sighs> Probably fifteen. I don't know how that. Was. <laughs> I don't know how they I could know make how they the movie, did it, but they did. They're like, we're in debt, three million dollars. How do we build this set? Oh my god! You know what? You know what I'm thinking right now, Eddie. What? You want to vamp on Tim Allen before I piss my goddamn pants? I actually real have quick? to pee really bad too. We'll tap out. I'll All right, go quick. Tony, just cut this. Oh yeah, good. We can just do that. Let's leave it rolling. Yeah, we're gonna pee, boys. I'm starting to really smell that shit, and I love I it. I know. I'm fucking holiday jazz, boys. Yeah. This, can we, I say, I think I speak for both of us when I say this is probably one of my favorite episodes. I, I'm loving this right now. I'm having so much fun, especially because this is, um, it feels, again, like that winter break thing is, this is the last podcast we're recording of the year, mm-hmm. um, and I'll, I'll wait till we take our whiskey shot later to talk about Ooh. a lot of stuff, but... Um, I mean, it just feels like we're just we're finishing off the year right yeah. now, and it's I'm having a lot of fun. It's a fun, some fun shit. It's a good ass year, good yeah. ass year. It's a good ass year. We'll talk more about that at the end, though. Back to is there any other? Well, one I want to actually, I think Home Alone two. I would we didn't look that up, right? No, we didn't. I'm very curious to see what that has. I'm gonna say Home Alone two is an almost definite forty six. I'm gonna guess thirty seven. Boom, roll it, boys. Thirty. Really? 30 flat? Yep, 30 flat. Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is not that bad, dude. It is not a 30 flat. I don't know. I didn't make it. Don't yell at me. <laughs> um, What's another classic? Dude, it made so much fucking money. Oh, yeah, it did. $20 million budget, $360 million at the box dude, office. Dude, they fucking sticky bandits hand into America's hearts and pockets <laughs> and wallets. <laughs> Daniel Stern, he hasn't really been up to a lot, has he? What I love it about Home Alone that I think it, the reason it's so great is because um, is Daniel Stern the other yeah other the not Pesci? the not Pesci guy um, Pesci Stern and Macaulay Culkin are like three honestly three of my favorite performances like in a movie especially like a comedy movie not like ever yeah but they're so good that that's why that movie works so much even though the the plot and everything isn't that great yeah. I still love just every year you watch the the second one, and he just fucking bricks Stern in the face multiple times from the top of a building. And every time you see, it, you're like, he should be fucking dead yeah, for sure. He's done for. Um, you know what's really interesting too? Just I'm remembering a Joe Pesci thing because Joe Pesci is going to be in uh, Martin Scorsese's 2019 gangster flick, The Irishman. Fuck yes, dude. And I remember seeing a fact like Martin Scorsese called him relentlessly. He's like, please be in this. And I think he said he turned down, like Pesci turned down Scorsese something like 14 times. He said, no. What, he's like done with acting completely then? Well, I mean, I don't know because I'm looking at it because I think he like retired from acting in like, you know, unofficially – um, like in the mid two thousands or whatever, but mm. then like he has a couple things. I'm looking at his little Wikipedia page here. Like he's got a couple of things since like the early two thousands, but they're just fucking garbage. I guess he was in the Good Shepherd with uh, uh, Matt Damon, which is pretty good. Which shit like Love Ranch? What the fuck is that? It's a it terrible like a rom-com. A couple of these don't even have links to themselves. Yeah, Love Ranch does sound like a porn. But he's in The Irishman, which is good. Like, fucking, at least if that's going to be your last one, have it be a Scorsese gangster film with, yeah. like, Al Pacino. Like, I Jesus. hope he's, like, one of the main characters then. There's I a can't real imagine Pesci. he is. Yeah. Dude, he's the third build, though, starring Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Whoa. Harvey Keitel's in that. Whoa. Right? Is it 2019 is coming out? Yeah. Here's the thing that I remember about this, though, is, like, nobody would buy this movie. And it's like, dude. 
you have all of these classic fuck like I know that it doesn't always work that washed up you know action hero thing but this is more than that like this is like gangster film revival shit yeah people will go see stuff just because Scorsese made it now yeah it's just the that next one alone and yeah. you have De Niro Pacino Pesci and Harvey Keitel in it like yeah and no one fucking bought it. Like yeah. he had, he he like had the project. He was trying to shop out a Cannes Film Festival. No one bought it. I'm but. just excited to see, um, like them all be in a good movie again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where De Niro is like, I'm glad you want to get into comedy, dude. But <laughs> what's happening, my man? Yeah, nothing big since uh, Silver Linings Playbook was probably his last really good one. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah, Netflix bought it. But I guess I see why like. Uh, Scorsese wanted 175 million is what he's mm. at right now for the budget. That's a lot. That's a lot for anything. Yeah. I was gonna say, one thing I noticed for a while was like, do you ever see like a Wikipedia page where the picture of like the famous person is like, they chose that picture? Um. Yeah. 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 Where it's like, like look at Joe Pesci's picture right now. It looks like he's like trying to spit out lemon seeds. Oh yeah, that's that's like a paparazzi picture they grabbed him. He's wearing an Under Armour shirt and a jacket. It looks terrible. The worst example of a Wikipedia picture. Oh, thank God they changed it finally. Vigo Mortensen. Do you know him? That sounds familiar. It's Aragorn in Lord of the Rings, and, and he was in The Road and Captain oh, right, Fantastic right, right. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, his picture for the longest time not only looked absolutely nothing like him. It was just one of those weird, like, angles on a red carpet or something. Mm. But he looked like an old, like, woman who was 20 years older than he was. What the fuck? It looked so fucking weird. I wish that I could find it. Um, We'll do some searching. Search red carpet with his name, probably. Hopefully. Man, I'm just, honestly, even talking about this is getting me excited for for fucking with Christmas season. What day is this probably going to come out? I'm going to look it up. I do not know. Because um, it's going to be, it's not the week of Christmas. It's going to be the week before, which means, remind me later, you fucking dumb update. At remind me. It Dude. is coming out on the 21st while we're at the cabin. All so that's right. going to have to be scheduled for it. So that's cool. Tony, I am right now, I'm going to email you this picture of Vigo Mortensen. This is my only external editing request. Please put this picture of him on there. It looks so fucking embarrassingly Just stupid. So this is what Vigo Mortensen looks like like nowadays is he looks like this dashing his shit. Right. Y'all see that? This was for like two years they had this picture of him. He looks like my oh grandma. Oh my god. Looks like my goddamn grandmother. Oh my god. Why that did they terrible. do that? Like if I was a celebrity, I'd check in maybe twice a year and be like, Are they using a good picture for my Wikipedia? Yeah. Because whoever's in charge is clearly dropping the fucking ball on it. Yeah. Who the fuck, I mean, would be in charge of that Wikipedia? They did. Who monitors Wikipedia? I don't know. Especially, like, the profile, like, the picture is really probably one of the most significant parts of that, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure how Wikipedia actually works, and that's weird to me that I don't know that. I don't know. My beer's empty. I can't even take a sip. (sighs) You know how it'd be. Do you want to pour one out for the holiday uh, season? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, okay. Dude, this is such a satisfying noise when you do it. Can you please do it right in the mic? All right, you ready for this? Oh, my God. (laughs) Do it again. Do it again. All right, going back in. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I feel like I'm going to go swindle some bootleggers on the (laughs) Pirate's Bay right now. Thank you to Sam Basher for this whiskey again. It's very nice. What is this? Four Roses. Sponsor, I wish. You know what I found? You know, I I think I even mentioned this on the last podcast about... um, 
uh, refraining from trying to show external pain when you take a shot because I started drinking like around my dad and I tried to force myself not to do it. Yeah. Um, I was just like, I don't do that in private. So yesterday I poured a little bit of whiskey for myself when I was editing and I took a sip accidentally. Like I ate a Chipotle chip and I took a sip of it. Not like I was drinking alcohol, but like I was drinking water. So like it really hit like every taste bud in my mouth and I just Ooh. had to like, Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, that's a hard what from me. Well, that for a, good a second, I was yeah. For a second, I was like, "Is this my cup, or is he having me look at his cup?" Yeah. I don't know why. How do you? What do you? Are think? we shotting it or sipping it? I'm gonna shot mine. Okay, I poured a shot's worth. If you want some more sipping, is wait, is this the like final one that we're doing? The final shotski? Like, is this the one we're doing for the end of the episode, or are we? <sighs> no, going? we got some more time. Okay, on it. so this is not the only shot we're doing on the episode. No, we'll do. We'll this do is two a shotskis. fun one, man. This is a good right. one. Two, the Christ Child. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to to. Uh, Fucking, I forgot the name from the guy from the Sam's episode. To the $12 million budget and to Jack Frost, Martin Short. Boom. There it is. It's always bad speaking right after. Yeah, because you try to control and sometimes you just just want to breathe in. Because it's still, the air's there and I can't breathe in. (coughs) See, it's a little cough. My best shot method ever. It's not even super secret. Just take a little breath. (gasps) Do the shot. Immediately. Mm. Through your mouth, then you're golden. It's kind of like when you're diving underwater. It honestly is like the same thing. I do that every time I dive underwater too. The, the whole like first, yeah. And then you do the big, and then blow it out. Oh. Yeah, and then you're golden. How long do you think you could hold your breath? Not fucking five hours, maybe. Not that we'll do it now. <laughs> say five. <laughs> yeah, it took too long to sink in. <laughs> what? Really quick. Is there some kind of like vanilla thing with this whiskey? It tasted. I. F- it tastes smoother. One thing I like, look at here, you can see that they have, they've written the warehouse, like this is handwritten in pen, the warehouse number and the barrel number. Oh, I love that. I love it. Why did it taste like vanilla right now in my mouth? I don't know. Four Roses Single Barrel, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Not seeing a lot of information on it. I wouldn't assume that they would put vanilla in whiskey, but it just tastes like it to me right now. You know what is interesting? This isn't even a hot take. Other people have thought about it, but like. How has fucking alcohol escaped, like, the jurisdiction of, like, you have to put, like, nutrition and information on this? I do. I have no fucking idea. That's, like, the only thing that you kind of should. I mean, I just kind of assume with especially alcohol, like, cigarettes did not get to make this pass like alcohol did. Yeah. I think the business of alcohol is so much like the mafia (laughs) with the government that it's like, do not change a fucking rule or we will, like, fucking raise hell about it. You know what I mean? That's a good point. I mean, honestly, we should be thankful that we even have the percentage percentage of alcohol in the bottle yeah i know i mean again it's all poison so the fact that you can just like buy this and put this in your body is insane go buy a fucking bottle of poison and just roll the dice on it you ever had everclear uh no i've always heard about everclear and never had it because i don't want to it's bad it's so bad i remember you know the binging with babish sunny episode or whatever yes he makes a couple things like grilled charlies and rum ham but he also makes riot punch Mm. Uh, for those of you that don't know binging with babish is a cooking youtube channel it's very interesting check it out he makes food from like pop culture and stuff i don't mean to be youtube rude yeah you you no it doesn't work um has he been uploading lately i feel like i haven't seen his stuff on reddit that well actually you know what that's my i have not been using reddit for the last two months so uh that's just me being naive and dumb no, his... I subscribe to him. What's wrong with me? I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, 3.4 million subs. And, dude, his views are 
incredible. He is just somebody that seems like he so much genuinely deserves his success. I love somebody like him because he's somebody like you see people that blow up, especially on our videos on Reddit. Yeah. Um, and usually they'll like ride a wave and kind of see a dip, but it's like, dude, Babish from the start blew up and he's still on top. You know, yeah. I mean, because his format is just so great. It's great, and he's and a he's, great cook. It he's looks a like. great cook. He's a great commentator. He's a wonderful personality. Like, I fucking love stories like yeah. Babish. He's one of those people that you see and you're like, all right, he gets it. Not only that he thought it would be a good idea to make entertainment foods for the internet, like fictional ones, mm-hmm. but. He didn't include his face, and the presentation looked nice. And he always makes sure to get that good. What is it fucking called? Is it the cross section, midsection? The cross cross section of cutting the thing in half and showing it for the thumbnail. Everything he is done gets right. It. He yes. fucking gets it. Absolutely love it. And even in done right, he showed his face in other videos, and even I think one of his own. So you don't have to always wonder. But then he didn't keep. He didn't go. Oh, people know my face now, so I'm gonna be. My face is gonna be in everything. No. Yeah. And it's, I love, too, that he has some commonalities, but he even has a spinoff series, Basics, with Babish, where he just teaches, like, cooking basic stuff. Um, but, like, yeah, technically, most of his stuff is kind of around one theme, you know? Oh, what's a TV show's food or what's a movie's food? But it never seems like, dude, this is getting old. It's always interesting. It's always good. Yeah, dude, I would give so much to have Babish not only be on the podcast but to cook with us. Please. I can't cook anything he hardly. Is, <laughs> he has a great video with um, the burger show, you know, from the Hot Ones channel, uh, the yeah. First Be Feast, uh, about making, like, a good burger. And he has his own video about making a good burger. And I, it's just, like, it's great condensed cooking information where you're like, oh, I know how to make a good burger now, and I've only wasted three minutes. Not yeah. wasted, but I've it's only been three minutes of my time. Yeah. You know what we should do is we should have him over and then pretend like he's doing a cooking segment like with cameras and stuff, and then when he gets done, just tell him, listen, dude, I'm really sorry. The cameras weren't rolling. We just, we've been eating DiGiorno's for a week. So. <laughs> yeah, we just I haven't had a home-cooked meal since I was back home. Really, man. It, you helped me get through this homesick period, and yeah. I know that you live in New York. You went cross-country, dude, but, like, you got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he would even make a, a – PB and J like way better than I would. Probably he'd be like, I'm using um, crustacean almonds from the Alps slopes that he got himself. I picked them. I sh- I killed the crustaceans. I don't know why they had the <laughs> almonds. <laughs> what do you think Babish has on Rotten Tomatoes? Babish sixty five. It's hundred and ten. Sixty five hundred ten. Uh, yeah, it's a five digit number. That shot hidden. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, do is there any YouTube stuff on Rotten Tomatoes? Like um, YouTube Red Originals, do you I, think? Huh. I don't know if the thinning is on I there. Wish, the thinning. I just typed in. The thinning Probably. Rotten Tomatoes. If it is. I think it is. What do you think it's going to be? I think it be? is, and it has an 18%. I'm going to guess a 19%. I'm going to price it right <laughs> you your fucking ass. Did. <laughs> the thinning 2016 Rotten Tomatoes. I can't believe I had to wait two like years for that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just audience score. And again, too, the audience score is 62%. The low gang. That's the low gang. They got them. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing that meme and stuff. Oh man, it's so funny. I don't even recognize the other people. Oh, Leah Marie Johnson was in that. Damn it. You know what has? Um, is that the one that from the React channel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew she was in that. You um, know what I love? Which is really quick while I'm looking at it. The yeah. cast. There's five top build cast on it, and f- the top four have pictures, but Logan Paul does not have a profile picture on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. I love that. I like it. I think it's still weird, and I almost don't like it, that we have IMDb pages now because of only Sugar Pine. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I've had people from my hometown send me like, holy shit, you have an IMDb page. And it's like, I, dude, I don't know how Sugar Pine makes that happen. Let's I, see. Sugar Pine 7 IMDb. I wonder if like how hard it would be to find us on that. Now, you just, I mean, you especially, I think you've been in like, what, six or seven episodes? I think so, yeah. So you'd be near the top. I scrolled for myself once. See oh. full cast. I wonder if that. Yeah, we're on it. there for sure. Like we have our own IMDb pages and that's the first thing we've ever worked on now. That might be my only thing. Yep. Gus Johnson plays yeah. Gus. Um, nine episodes. What? Oh, dude. The Gus and Eddie podcast is on IMDb. I, I, I see your excitement, but my brain is telling me not to believe you. Can you turn your screen? Cause I'm I don't serious. understand. Gus Johnson is an actor and producer known for Sugar Pine 7 and the Gus and Eddie Yo! podcast. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Dude, yeah, get fucked. Thank everybody. you. Th- <laughs> I was gonna say thank you to whoever put it on, but you said get fucked, everybody. <laughs> whoever, I mean, because I think IMDb is based on like people putting that on. Mm. Is every episode on there? Can you click on Dude, it? Dude, let me click it. Okay, this is a fucking incredible way to find out the Christmas episode. Dude, the, what the? Thank f- you. This is the best present thank ever. Thank you, Santa. He knows. <laughs> he knows. Fuck that microphone. Fuck the guitar. Fuck, fuck you, mom and dad. Fuck Sugar Pine Seven. <laughs> the only thing mm. on my IMDb is my own show. Season one. What? Dude, dude ever, all of them are on here. Is there a page for like Drew now too? Yeah. Oh, let me click Drew Gooden. Can I click on him? Is it the only thing for Drew? I'd love that. Oh, good, Drew. I'm gonna kick your ass when I see you next. Drew, I swear to fucking god, dude. I'm clicking on Drew Gooden. Um, Drew Gooden is an actor known for Camp Unplug. Yeah, that was a Vine thing. And the Gus and Eddie podcast. Dude. Mm. What the fuck? I don't know how that. <laughs> I don't know how IMDb works, but I'm so fucking happy that it's on there, and it totally. Does not belong on IMDb no. without a doubt. No, thank you to whoever did that. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I'm assuming somebody keeps up with it. So probably DM us on Twitter or Instagram or something so we can fucking thank you. That's dude, so cool. Yeah, seriously, that's dope as hell. Tweet at us, please. That's got to be new. I checked. Uh, no, I haven't checked for like two months. We got to do another shot to that. Shotsky's oh, that's water on my phone. Oh, fuck. And that's a good. Oh, we move your laptop. I'm so sorry. No, this is okay. fucking It's just terrible. the bottom. I've done this 10 times. All right. This is the worst podcast ever. See, what I did oh, was. Oh, fuck. We got to head it off. Oh, fuck. This is the most eventful Can one ever. Get, I'll get the thing. Tony, do not cut, please. This is live news. Ah! Eddie, keep it entertained. Keep the troops entertained. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to keep the water out. Okay. See, guys, what happened was I don't feel too dumb about what happened because I had a whiskey cup and a water cup, and I picked up my water cup like it was the whiskey one, which would be weightless. Did you have one napkin for that? I had one napkin. Do we says, not have paper towels? It says Eddie is gay on there. No. Can you get a towel? I'll get a towel. A towel towel? Yeah, like a real towel. Okay. I'll see if I have any. Well, this has been an eventful two minutes. Does my phone work? Yes. Okay. Hey, guys. It's just me holding off water from our headphone jacks. I have a hand towel. Now there's soggy napkins. Oh, shit. Okay. The fucking marker. I didn't even think about that. Okay. All right. Damage control is going. This will work. This will work. All right. All right. Well, I'm very sorry that happened, but you totally understand what happened there, right? Me? Yeah, like from. Oh, they were talking to the viewers. Was like they can't. It's not live. The the whiskey cup and the water cup mistake that I just made. I did that earlier with just my whiskey cup. I'm gonna grab another towel real quick. Okay. Thank you. Oh fuck. I'm sorry. That really genuinely, guys, like doused my phone. Um, so for our audio listeners, just in case you missed it, a full cup of water uh, is what I just spilled on the table. And my sock is soaked, and so are my jeans. All right, well, it's dry now. 
Thank God. All right. Well. Best podcast ever right now, honestly. I'm saying it still. Yeah. Oh, it's on the floor. That's what I need that for. Can oh, you give me the okay. towel? There you go. Is the table all good? Yeah, the table is, is a little bit damp, but it's dry enough where here. That should finish it off. Thankfully, we got this scented candle to kill all the dank smell. Honestly, fill time real quick. All right, fellas, you ever spill some shit? I think one of the worst spilling episodes I ever had was I did trip once in middle school and I spilled my whole lunch tray like all over the table of when people were eating. Like in front of a bunch of people? Yeah, dude, one of the most embarrassing things ever. Oh fuck! It that sucked actually ass. But just to really recap, really quick, while you're while ah. you're <laughs> while you're wiping up the it's table, it's done. It's done. In the deleted episode that we did, um, I told a story about one time we had this condiment cart in middle school, and I pulled this prank where we had this giant bottle of ketchup, which was like, have you ever been to like a, a restaurant? You know, they have those squeeze bottles where you just kind of squeeze out little lines of ketchup. But we had an enormous one, like probably honestly could fit near a gallon of ketchup in there. And I remember one time I went and I unscrewed it so the lid was barely on there. And I and and everybody knew that I did it. And there was this kid named Brody that went up there to go put ketchup on his tray. And the thing is, we were just waiting in anticipation for him to pour the ketchup bottle over. And as soon as like he starts to pour it, he hears people laugh at the table, and he turns his head perfectly like a mo- movie <laughs> moment, and just goes what fully averting his attention away <laughs> from the ketchup bottle where the entire gallon of ketchup emptied onto his tray and spilled out onto the that's floor. That's incredible. I love it is that. magical. How's your water situation looking over there? It's back. I mean, it's good. It's back. Uh, uh, yeah, I meant to say we're back, but yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, there's like a couple of droplets left, but everything's cleaner now. Yeah. If it you didn't hit the, like the main part of my jeans hit around like knee thigh area. So it's oh, really not an issue. The worst part. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you had to liken it to a month after Katrina hit New Orleans, what would you liken it to? Um, probably you? exactly that. That month? Yeah. Damn, dude. It's been that bad. The levees are down. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, the levees have turned into Levi's, and they're down. <laughs> I remember one time uh, in uh, social studies in eighth grade, I read Levi's like levees. Yeah. I remember my teacher being a real dick about cr- correcting me for the pronunciation, and it's like it's not that serious. One of the funniest mispronunciation things that I saw, which is understandable, but also, like, I couldn't help but laugh, was we were in, like, seventh grade. Excuse me. Hiccup. Seventh grade. There's this kid in my class, and uh, the word was chaos, and he was just reading out loud. We're doing vocab words. And he, he said, like, when chaos came up, he said, and the room erupted in chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Chows, <laughs> <laughs> and we all just sort of stopped, and because like it was in front of the whole class, and the teacher's like, "Excuse me," he goes, "The room had erupted in chows," oh, and my down. teacher laughed her ass off no. at him. So then he never really—he was already a shy kid. He yeah, was he happy. moved away, or something happened to him. I just know he didn't come to class the next day. Yeah, he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> that killed him. I remember just as I was doing that. I don't even know if I still want to, but I was saying we should take a shot to the IMDb page, and I fucking <laughs> dumped water all over the table. Well, we can take a shot. I guess you just can't chase it. What but. time are we at right now for the podcast? Uh, we're about an hour twenty-three right now. <clears throat> okay. Should then we start with a shot? Yeah, let's do that. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, what's your Christmas wish going into the new year? Not a resolution, but a Christmas wish. Honestly, just to maintain what we're doing. Yeah. I really like um, what's happening with us here. I really like when I go back home with all my friends and my family and everything like that. I really like just want things to just keep going as they are, honestly. I am right there with you. <clears throat> I think 
especially within the terms or within the confounds of just confines of just the podcast. Yeah. My wish is that we can keep doing that. It's, that it's I really I don't have any huge enormous dreams for it. I just hope that it's consistently financially and socially and audience reception wise, it's viable for the another year. Yeah, because the thing is, um, as we made this change, I I'm assuming hopefully because this is you know going to be a month from now. Yeah, that um, it's still going like it is because it seems like the second we switched to me and you fucking around, people have really loved it. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, I just hope that everyone keeps enjoying it. Um, I really, because this is like our side thing, mm-hmm. it really does mean a lot to me when people tweet at us and say how much they enjoy the podcast. Oh yeah. Because it is just us showing like our friendship to people and to say that like it is entertaining to listen to and that they like being a part of it is means a lot to me without a doubt. And especially like, as we've seen in the last couple of weeks when our schedules have been pretty nutso, Mm. like this is kind of one of the only opportunities sometimes when shit is going on for you and me to sit down and catch up and shoot the shit and just hang out and stuff. Yeah. I think especially because end of the year stuff was so hectic. Mm -hmm. The last two, since you came back from being back home, we literally have not had a night where we could like play video games and hang out. Yeah. So in the, I'm glad we've had to stock up the podcast because then we get to, you know, hang out. Yeah. It's been great. Not, not to say that when people think of our setting here, like we don't talk to each other. We talk to each other every day. It's just like, actually spending like a full hour and a half or an hour 40 doing this is yeah. like the best. It's great. Um, I would just, yeah. So I guess to this, I would say like 2017 was easily way better than 2016 and 2015 for me. And at that time I was saying it was like the best year of my life. Mm-hmm. And I remember when 2015, 2017 was ending saying to you, like, I really hope 2018 could even be just like a fraction of what 2017 was. And I think it was Equal, if not better. Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, kind of crazy. We did a lot, and especially, like, moving across the country together is a big deal. And I'm just glad things are the way they are right now. I'm right there with you. Just a shame more celebrities didn't die this year. Yeah, it would have been more eventful. I would have had more tweets (laughs) to put out. (laughs) So to all of you back at home, to you, Eddie, to everybody out there, we wish you a happy holiday season. Thank you for supporting us, and we will see you next year. Thanks, guys. Boom.